Did you know that a young boy drowned the year before those two others were killed? The counselors weren't paying any attention. They were making love while that young boy drowned. What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins. Welcome to Adventures in Videoland number 264. A quick reminder, you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. Tonight, I talked with Cody Falk. He's currently making an independent Friday the 13th film titled Voorhees. Cody is a super fan of the franchise, and he's making a film for the fans. It's almost been 10 years since the last feature-length Friday the 13th film, so I am very excited about this project. Without further delay, please welcome Cody Falk. Cody, welcome to Videoland. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Thanks for having me. I know you've been real busy with crowdfunding and social media, so thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. We're extremely busy. We're we're busy, we're drained, but at the same time, man, we're super stoked, man. I mean, we're, we're just excited to just have this opportunity, and we're stoked to get back out there, man. Man, I, at the top here, I want to congratulate you on reaching your Kickstarter goal. What is it, uh, 178 backers? Almost $14,000 raised, um, and I'm looking at your Facebook page right now. Uh, Voorhees is number one on the popular projects page under horror, so that's fucking awesome, man. Oh, I, again, I, I have no words, man. We're just extremely grateful, and yeah, I mean, when I when, when I got that email yesterday that Voorhees was number one on the top of the list, I, I just couldn't believe it, you know? It's just not every day, you know, there's... There's so many other great horror film projects out there, and you know the fact that we made it to the top of the list just goes to show you that how many people are excited for this, and we're excited to bring it to them. How long was the Kickstarter? Um, about 38 days. Uh, yeah, 38 days. This was our second campaign, actually, believe it or not. Some people don't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. I just caught wind of this probably about a month ago. Yeah, we were funded the first time as well, but we, we it was nowhere near like this one. Um, the first campaign, we were only asking for $3,500 and we ended up getting like 55 and, um, uh, that got us, you know, but, you know, got us some gear, got us, it got our foot in the door a little bit, but, uh, once we realized that how good the film was looking and just how spectacular our sets were and, and the atmosphere and the Jason, we were like, we gotta, this can, this cannot be a short film. Like it was, it was just looking so good that. Like, let's just make this a full-length film. And so we were like, well, obviously, if we're going to do that, we're going to need some more funds, you know? So we took the chance, and, you know, we were like, let's see if we can just, you know, see what happens. And, and you know, wow. I mean, the support is clearly there, and it means a lot to us, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, some of that is because we haven't had a uh, Friday the 13th movie since, what, 2009? Yeah, people are hungry for it, man. Yeah, and even Paramount, I think they just released uh, recently here that uh, they're not even going to do another Jason movie right now. I don't even think it's on the docket, is it? Uh, from, from my knowledge, it uh, doesn't sound like we're getting one anytime soon. Anytime soon, yeah. I mean, even if they start filming tomorrow, it's going to be a year, but I don't think there's anything even on the schedule for, for whoever owns the rights now. I think it might even slipped uh, through Paramount's hands. It's all over the place. Uh, it's, it's definitely uh, definitely not the the greatest time to be a Friday fan if you're looking forward to like a feature like Paramount film you know it's just just not happening right now it's not in the cards and it's, so it's been up to you and uh, the recent Never Hike Alone Friday the 13th film um, just to hold us over we were big supporters of NHA um, so can you tell our listeners what separates Voorhees 
from Never Hike Alone. I think there's a tremendous difference. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like night and day. I mean, the only, obviously, the only thing that's similar there is that it's at Camp Crystal Lake and Jason. But besides that, man, I mean, it's night and day, totally different films. Um, and uh, I think Borges uh, definitely, you know, bring, it has a darker, way darker sadistic style to it. Uh, you know, nothing against that behind the long I mean, I, I, you know, I talked to Ben, I know those guys, you know, kudos to them, man. They did a great film, man, you know, and, uh, we, I talked to Van. We, we were actually already filming when we found out about their project, and I con- we contacted them. We, we spoke. They were already. They were still. They were about. Oh, I think halfway done when we started chatting with them. And we kind of took a step down because we, you know, when I was talking to Van and them, we were saying, well, we don't want to step on your guys' toes, and you, you know, we don't want you guys to step on our toes. So we were like, you know, why don't you guys just do your thing, and then we'll wait. Let them. We wanted them to have their moment to shine, and then we wanted Voorhees to have their moment to shine. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because that's the. At the end of the day, you know, I don't look at them as competition. You know, it's just like it's just like we're doing this for the fans. You know, where everybody just wants to see Jason come back. So they did their thing and they did a great film. And now, now it's our turn to uh, you know bring our A game. Yeah, and you know, I love it, man. And like you said, it's like it's not a negative, man. You can't have too much of a good thing. And so as a fan, man, I get Never Hike Alone, and then I get Voorhees. You know, within like a year. So tell me about the basic plot, just the back of the box. VHS rental scenario, man. What is your film about? Well, uh, without giving too much away, I mean, uh, Borges takes place in modern day. Um, it's uh, we, you know, we we kind of wanted to we wanted to kind of make our stamp on this is a modern day Friday the Thirteenth film, uh, but it does take place after Part Seven. Um, it's pretty cool, and uh, we are going back to the Camp Crystal Lake grounds. You know, we're not going to space. We're not going to hell. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> we, uh, we're going right back to Camp Crystal Lake. And, um, you know, the, these, the individuals that are, have uh, that have made their way to Camp Crystal Lake, uh, they're not counselors. I think I can confirm that. Okay. And uh, the reason why these guys are here are actually for actually a much darker purpose. And, uh, you know, their their purpose of going there is for a darker reason and the uh, their, their theory of what they what what, what they've done and what, what's going on uh, they only have to stay there one night and uh, but little do they know uh, Camp Crystal Lake still has some uh, still has some shadows lurking in the woods and uh, and they kind of you know one by one they come against uh, the big man and he is uh, Jason Voorhees is pissed off <laughs> in this movie let me just, let me let me just tell you that uh, he's uh, not happy yeah I think. He is, uh, I think what we're doing with Voorhees is that, and we said this from day one, and it seems like people have got a lot of big buzz about this, is that I think, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, this is the darkest sadistic Jason Voorhees that he's ever seen. And he is, and he, like I said, without giving too much away, he is just completely pissed off. And it's going to show. <laughs> no, man, I'm intrigued, man. What is your running time for this? Because you haven't even finished filming, so do you have a, a rough idea what the running time is going to be? Uh, you know... Since we are still in principal photography, I don't can't really say off the top of my head. But it's you know, as people who back to Kickstarter campaign or who read a little bit about the Kickstarter, this is now considered a feature length film. This is no longer a short film. Um, so we definitely raised the bar on that. That's what I'm excited which about, man. That's really cool. Which is another thing that I think stands out from Never Hike Alone. Oh, for sure. That, that was technically a, was short film. This is actually a full length film. 
So you're definitely going to get more than, uh, I think it's 75 minutes, I believe. Anything over 75 minutes, to my knowledge, is considered uh, full length. Do you think that 14000 so, will um, pay for everything you're going to need? Yeah, no, I, as of now, we, we're in good shape. Uh, the good thing that's really saving us is that we're using our own equipment. A lot of the stuff we already had, you know, and the team members that were working with us, you know, they're, they're any filmmakers or, you know, they, they're, they specialize in, like, you know, just special effects makeup or, like, you know, whatever, just good with, like, lighting equipment. So a lot of the stuff we kind of already had, it was just we needed some extra money to really make these, these uh, the way these guys get taken out by Jason. You know, being a dark and sadistic Friday 13 film and doing practical effects, we wanted them, we we didn't want to shy away from that. We didn't want to do CGI. We wanted everything that you've seen on camera absolutely 100% as real as possible. So that's what the really the, the funds are going into is these is uh is the death scenes. Yeah, and, and when you see them on, and when you see them on film, it just they're, they're actually breathtaking. Yeah, and, and practical is uh, the way to go, man. I think fans will really appreciate that too. Oh man, I mean we've uh, it's it's I mean. What I've seen so far and a little bit of post that we've done, I mean, it's phenomenal. And I, and like, I think one of the coolest things that we, that I know we have something special here is that we get, we have everybody in the room checking out the footage and when we're watching it and we, and you see Jason on film, we're just, everybody's just speechless. And we know everything that's going on. We know what's going to happen next, (laughs) but we're just so enthralled and we're so into it. And it's like, you can just tell that there's something special here. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's so interesting. You know, you're talking about making a Friday the 13th film for $14,000, and I think I read an article with Paramount, it's been about a year ago, where they said they wouldn't even touch a Jason film for, six. I think it was like $60 million. What, what do you think about that when you hear someone doing a Jason movie for $60 million? You know, I mean, that's the thing, though. I mean, these guys are in it to make money, and I, and I, I mean, somewhat I understand that, you know, they're not going to do anything unless they think they're going to make a buck. Yeah. Um, which I guess is somewhat understandable, but for us, we're not making a penny off of this. And nor do we want to. We just want to bring Jason back. We're making this. This is literally made by the fans, for the fans. And, you know, at the end of the day, like you said earlier, you can never have enough Jason action, in my, in my opinion. Especially since it's been so long since we've seen him on screen, man. So it's like, you know... I understand it, but I mean, come on, just like give us something. I mean, they. I think from what I heard last time, they pulled the plug because of rings or something. Yeah, uh, and I think some producers no, are scared I, to touch a, a Friday the Thirteenth movie for sixty million when you got Blumhouse cranking out, you know, movies for. Yeah, I think it was uh, was it Get Out that was like ten, twenty million, and it turned a, a really good profit. I think some people are scared to to drop sixty million on a Friday the Thirteenth film. Yeah, well, they they have to reach their quota. You know, yeah. so uh, again, you know, we're, there's absolutely no profit going into this, and nor do we care. We're just, we just want to bring something special for the fans. Well, tell me about, uh, so tell me about Voorhees. Where did the idea for your story come from? Um, uh, that's a good question, actually. I mean, it, it comes from a lot of different things. I, I think that's one of the one of the cool things that stands out about Voorhees is not only that we're back in Camp Crystal Lake, not only do we have this imposing, vicious Jason, but I think the characters. Uh, what, we, what we kind of developed in this film, the characters, the reason why they're there and the things that they have to do while they're there, I think it's going to be kind of interesting to see. Um, again, I wish I could give more away. I just can't. But uh, again, just the reason why they're there, though, I think even when you're not seeing Jason on screen, you're going to still be really entertained by these guys because they're there for a darker purpose. 
and uh, it's just a all around just a dark movie, man. I mean, and I just don't think it never lets up. Again, like I said, if it's not Jason who's you know bringing this vicious atmosphere, the characters are are, are, are as well doing something that's that keeps you very interested. And I don't think that's one of the cool things about this film is that it does not let up from the beginning to the end. It just does not stop. Yeah, yeah, you know? and, I, and I don't want to ruin the uh, the plot or the experience for anybody. So let me let me rephrase the question just a little bit. What inspired you to make a Friday the Thirteenth film? Why why not Nightmare on Elm Street or or Halloween, uh, Texas Chainsaw? What is it that's special about Friday the Thirteenth to you, Cody? I you know just uh, growing up as a kid, man. Just Jason Voorhees always was my favorite slasher. You know, he, he, he I mean, as a kid, he not only did he scare me the most, but it was just I just felt. You know, even though, you know, obviously some of those, a lot of those films were very cheeseball, cheesy films, but it's just kind of why I loved it, you know, it just, they never took themselves too serious, and then they were just so popular, I mean, just Jason, it's like, the moment you see him wearing that hockey mask, you're just like, oh, the fighting thing, just, it's like you're in love, you know, it's just like, it, they're just such fun movies, and you know, the fact that they just, they carry on for generation after generation, and here we are, 2018, and people still love it, I mean, it just puts a smile on my face that the support from fans and just it's so it's so cool to see that people still care about the franchise you know it's it sucks that there's you know there's some legal issues that we can't get an official friday film but you know it's just so really it's really cool to see man and uh, jason is my favorite splasher i mean that's just all there is to it you know i mean i i used to go when i was a kid i uh went to my aunt's house she had like this little lake that was on a farm and I remember as a kid always being so scared. It was so much Camp Crystal Lake-esque. It just had this vibe. It was just woods, and it was like this one little farmhouse, and it was right on the pond. And I remember just walking to the edge of the dock, just looking down at the, this black, dark water, just not even seeing the bottom of it. Like, Jason's down there. He's chained up, and he's down there. So I remember as a kid <laughs> just being so terrified. Like, you know, my little... Like ten year old brain just looking down this black water, just like oh, man. can't see the bottom. I was like, I remember as a kid just being so scared. Even when I jumped in, I would jump right back on top of the dock. Like I did not want to be in the water at all. <laughs> like, I was just so scared he was just gonna drag me down. So um, yeah, as a kid, I mean that still like was terrifying. But as I look back at it now, it was like it's so funny to think about that. That's awesome, man. Can you uh, can you tell us a little bit about location scouting? Where is this gonna be filmed at? Yeah, uh, we film in Northern Virginia. Um, it's uh, it's, a, it's in Centerville. Uh, we actually had the privilege of we're actually based in DC. Okay. Uh, so as you know, there's not very wildlife. You know, we're right smack down the city. You know, it's very uh, overpopulated, uh, populated like you know city, and it's just like this. You know, so it took us a while to really find the groove on where we we're going to shoot this thing, and. Uh, it took a long time, actually, and, and you know, we actually, uh, we're, we're talking to some people, and some people would, you know, they let come scout their land, and then we told them what we were doing, and then, like, they would just kind of back out last minute, and we were getting really bummed out, like, man, I mean, where are we going to shoot this thing? And uh, one day, we got a call from somebody, and was like, hey, so blah, 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 heard about Voorhees, and he was like, yeah, you guys can come check out his property, so we wanted to go check out his property, and uh, we took the team, we went out there, and this guy had, like, 140 acres. Oh, nice of just woods, uh, ponds, and this place was filled with, like, abandoned buildings, abandoned barns, and it was, like, smack dab in the middle of nowhere. We could do absolutely anything out here. And he was like, you guys come out here whenever you want. I don't even have to be here. And, like, uh, as you see, I don't know if you 
you've seen any of these photos, but some of our sets, man, were just like, we just couldn't turn it down. No, yeah, it looks great. You know what I mean? And you didn't even, we didn't even really need a set designer for some of this stuff because it was just already so creepy. Everything was just rotten on the inside. And we are like, we just couldn't turn it down. It was just, I think we just got really lucky with location scouting. And it took a long time, but when we found it, we knew that where we're at now, is, that was the spot, you know. And we're grateful for that, too. I mean, kudos for uh, Mr. Neil Fruin. I'm giving him a little shout-out because if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't be having this... Uh, this glorious Camp Crystal Lake, and, and it just, uh, it looks so good, man. And it's really creepy out there. So, it's working out for us. So, how long have you actually been shooting, then, all together? Uh, we, we've actually shot a good, a fair bit of now, but again, um, when the, the stuff that we've shot was considered to be short film material. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't until we got to our short film you know, I think it was about maybe half an hour, 45 minutes or so, where we realized that we have something special here, not to mention that we have a pretty good-sized body count. We were like, why not extend some things? Gotcha. And people love it. I mean, that's one of the cool things about Fire 13 film is, like, you got to have a body count, you know, and we have that, and that's what, you know, that's just, like, classic Fire 13, that's what those films have was body counts, and we have that. And we were like, you know, we can definitely extend this story. And, you know, so like, let's do it. So uh, to answer your question, yeah, I mean, we have a good chunk done, but there's still a long way to go to the to the finished product. Um, when, when are you thinking now, the, you know, I'm sorry, when are you thinking the finished product will be done? Oh, man, uh, I, it's, it's tough to tell. Well, right now we're, uh, we're we kind of had a, kind of a really wet winter this year. And uh, it's really, it's been really cold here. So we're kind of on a downtime right now, but uh, during the downtime, we've, we've still been extremely busy just planning bigger and better things. And I think um, now that we've reached our goal, uh, once again, we can uh, we can go back out there, and I think we can we can finally finish this thing, and, and we're excited to get back out there and uh, get back to work. Uh, and this is going to be on YouTube, I imagine, right? Yeah, it's going to be absolutely free on YouTube. Awesome. Uh, once it's released... Uh, Hopefully, when we release official trailer, not only will you get obviously a hit of the you actually get a hint of the story, but hopefully, when we release the official trailer, we can actually put a, a release date out there. Okay, are you are you thinking like ballpark here? Are you thinking maybe fall? I think fall is a good estimate. Um, I think I think that's a good I think that's a good target for us. Uh, you know, if, if it, I think the the fact of the matter is, if it's done sooner then we're going to release it sooner. It's just one of those things that we don't want to rush. Yeah. And uh, and we don't we don't intend to rush at all. I mean, I, and I think the fans, uh, you know, from the people we talk to, they understand our backers, like, take your time with it. We know that it's going to be great. And that's a great feeling to hear that they just want us to take our time and deliver a good Fire 13 film. So it's really cool to hear that people are willing to, to wait for this. And, uh, you know, to be quite honest, you know, the wait may take a little while, but once it's here, I mean, it's... It, I think people are going to be tickled pink with what we got. Yeah, can you talk about the process of uh, working on the script? I know you said you had the original short, and now we're into an extended, you know, full-length feature film. Uh, but it just sounds like you have that intriguing idea that we don't want to, you know, touch on too much. But how many different versions did it go through? Was it always this um, this intriguing plot line that uh, that you have, or was it was it kind of bouncing around to different Jason stories? Yeah, no, it, it, it took a long time. Uh, it actually, uh, we actually wrote probably three or four different versions.
kind of, we even kind of went back with just kind of like, the, you know, the counselor. We started off with the kind of counselors, kind of like partying, kind of like just, you know, young adults going out partying, just getting taken out by Jason. But then we realized, you know, let's do something different. You know, there's been 12 Friday the 13 films where they had that kind of very similar kind of feel to them, you know? And we wanted Borges to, we wanted to make our own stamp on it. You know, we was like, we wanted to bring something different, but also pay homage to the old school classics. You know what I mean? So we, 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 took, we wrote several different versions. That took a long time, obviously. And then we finally wrote this one story that really stood out. And we made sure that the characters, uh, you know, really stood out as well. And, and like I said, they're, 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 their purpose is really different. I think that when people see this, you know, it's not your, it's, it's Friday the 13th, but it, it has this, this modern feel that I think is going to be just a breath of fresh air to see. And it's, it's different, but there's also some nice little Easter eggs in there that we throw in that I think the cool thing about Voorhees is that if you're, if you've never even seen a Friday the 13th film, uh, and you know, you might like it, which is great, but the, the people who are going to like this film is definitely the old school fans when they see the, the little things that we added in there. Like I said, the Easter eggs or, even some of the kills and, and stuff like that. I think that the old school fans are really going to appreciate the little things that we put in there. Right on. For my next question, I don't want to... I'm going kind of, to be a little tricky, okay? Because <laughs> I don't want to ruin your movie. So, the Paramount films, they've been talking recently that uh, you know they wanted to explore supernatural abilities and they wanted to explore Jason's daddy issues. So don't tell us if you're going to do any of that, but how do you um, feel about Paramount touching such of those things? Do you like, do you think those, uh, the Friday the 13th mythos needs explained, or do you like to keep things mysterious? No, that's a great question, actually. Um, well, I think that, for the, I mean, if we're talking like official studio films for the 13th installment, um, I don't know, I think... Speaking for Voorhees wise, though, I will say that Voorhees has a lot of like supernatural kind of stuff to it as well. Um, that I think fans are also going to dig. It's, it's not too like far out there, but you know, it's definitely like there's there's some supernatural stuff in there that I I think is really creepy. The things that we're adding, but as for Paramount, I don't know. I think I don't think Friday, I think the cool thing about Friday Thirteenth is, is people know is that they're just they're very basic. You know, they don't. Ha you don't have to overconvolute anything. People just want to see if you can just put like a group of ten, twelve people in there. Just let them just put some really fun deaths and make the film fun. I don't think it really need. I don't think fans really care, honestly, that you need this huge backstory. I mean, like, how much more do you need to really tell? You know what I mean? I mean? Yeah, just to give us a little bit more insight on you, Cody. Like, what do you think about Rob Zombie's Halloween? Getting into what made Michael Myers. Uh, I actually did. I actually didn't mind that movie. Okay. I actually didn't mind that. Um, I, I so, so do you think it adds cool. another I mean, layer, or is that something that uh, you would have left, liked to have kept to Michael Myers, just the the unexplainable boogeyman? You know, I think I I like both. I like both variations. I kind of like that he's kind of you just you just this guy is just you have no idea what's wrong with him. Which I think that in a way makes it more terrifying. But I kind of see what Rob Zombie and them, I kind of see what they did. You know, they want to show a backstory. But then the, my, my biggest gripe with that is, and, and some people might like this more, but then you start kind of feeling bad for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
And then you, then you kind of understand, like, okay, this is why. But I think it makes it more terrifying if you don't feel bad for him and you're just, like, terrified of him. And yeah. you kind of start feeling like, like, okay, his mom, you know, in that film, like, his stepdad was, was really, was a feature said to him, and, like, your mom, and his mom, you know, did her little night thing, you know, and, like, he, you know, he just, he kind of felt abandoned. Yeah. And, you know, and this what drove him crazy, and he did all this, you know, horrific things. But I don't know. Yeah, it's really interesting because sometimes, you know, it's, it's a fine line because if you go too hard with that, it can become generic. You know, the mom's a stripper and the, the dad's an asshole and, you know, you killed an animal and now you're a, a damn lunatic, you know? <laughs> so it's a fine line. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it can go both ways. I think, you know, it, it, it's tough. You have to be really careful with that kind of stuff. But, I mean, overall, I don't think it was a bad movie. Right on. So has a... Has, uh, Paramount contacted you at all? Um, have they been supportive? Are they cool with fan films? I mean, I know Star Trek fan, fan films have a lot of red tape, don't they? Yeah, that's what I hear. Um, uh, as for us, though, no, we, we, we haven't been contacted uh, by, by Paramount. Um, I mean, we spoke to, you know, some of the past Fire 13, you know, actors who were in the old school Fire 13 films, but as for, like, Paramount actually contacting us, um, they haven't. Um, hopefully that's a good thing, though. <laughs> no news is good news, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, when you do these fan films, thing, it's it's definitely very risky, and um, I think one thing that you just have to, you just have to state that, I mean, this is, there's no monetary goal. I mean, the money is just like, it's absolutely non-profit, you know? I think, but I think when people see that you're raising money, it kind of raises an eyebrow to people. It's like, wait a minute, you're raising money for a Friday the Thirteenth film, but you're not under any type of contract. I understand it raises an eyebrow, uh, but you know, it's just you just, you just have to think that this is made by the fans for the fans. It's just it's just absolutely just made for fun, you know. Um, and the money just goes to to the production. That's all it does. You know, we don't get a penny out of this. And like I said before, nor do we want any money. We just want to make a, a Fire 13 film for the fans. I mean, I think that you know, if, and I hate to say this, if if they're not going to do it, then somebody has to. You know, it's just like nothing against them at all. It's just like fans. I think deserve you know Fire 13th. I mean, give us something. You know, I mean. Yeah, it's like shit or get off the, the video <laughs> It's like shit or get off the pot, right? I mean, yeah, just give us something, <laughs> you know, but I, I, I don't like to bash them at all because, you know, I understand this. They have to make a buck and they, and they have the whole lawsuit. I just hope, I just hope at the end of the day, I hope it gets resolved. I hope that they come to somewhat of agreement and they can get the right, a good team on or a good writer, a good director. And I just hope they can get something out there for us, hopefully in the next at least three or four years. Yeah, let's talk about casting, man. I want to give some love to them. Um, how did you come in contact with your actors? That was kind of a long process as well. I mean, we, uh, like I said before, we, we definitely wanted to have a body count. So it took us a little while because, you know, obviously uh, we didn't have just like one actor. We had we had several faces on camera. So it took us a long time to, to find the actors. And, and it's not even just about finding the right actors. You can find a really good actor from from what I've learned uh, doing you know casting as an indie film indie filmmaker, and this probably goes for any type of filmmaking. When you find an actor, they can be a phenomenal actor, but you have also have to see how they interact with the other actors. They can be phenomenal 
just one-on-one. And then when you see them with other actors, like, oh, they're not really flowing here. There has to be chemistry, you know? So it took a long time to find um, our guys. But when we found them, we knew they were, they, we knew they were the ones. Some of our actors have been on, like, House of Cards. Um, a lot of our actors are doing a lot, a lot of theater stuff. And, you know, social media nowadays is just it's an easy access for that kind of stuff. You make a few posts, you do a few interviews, and then you talk on the phone, then you start, you know, bringing them out to the sets, meeting everybody else. You know, we had several dinners, several auditions with everybody, and uh, it, it was a long process, but the guys that we have now are just, they're just phenomenal to, to be, you know, to work with. And one thing about our guys is that they never say no. If we're like, hey, we need you to hang from this tree, or we need you to fall <laughs> like this and do anything, they're just, you never hear them say no. Okay, no problem, Cody. <laughs> That's you awesome. know, the guys never say no. They're just like, they want to get dirty, they want to get bloody, and they, it's just, it's so easy to work with it, by the way, you know? It's just like, they're down to do whatever. And uh, we have a really good cast, and uh, I think, uh, I can't wait for everyone to see these guys on the screen, because these guys are really making this a really great movie, and they're very entertaining, and like I said, they're just genuine people, and we were very, we're very fortunate to have them on board. I'm going to put you on the spot again here, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but can you uh, tell us who plays Jason Voorhees? Oh, uh, you just got to have to wait and find out. <laughs> uh, I love it, dude. I love it. Well, tell us about the design um, of Jason's costume, because how long did it take you to per- just to perfect the look of, uh, of Jason Voorhees? Yeah, it, it, uh, that took a little while as well. I, I think when we, when, we had, when we had the green light, we were like, okay, we're going to do this movie. It took, the first thing I did was I watched all the movies, uh, some of them back to back more, you know, some, I just kind of skimmed through all of the 12 movies, just got, get them back in my brain, you know? And, you know, I took notes, uh, and then, you know, me and the producer would sit down and we would watch the movies back to back. He would take those, we would discuss like certain body movements, certain like simple, like little things like pants, shoes. We just took notes on every little thing that we captured and that we thought that would be cool. And then we started off, uh, we found like a, like just like a little test actor. We started putting on some clothes, tried some different jackets, just kind of gave him a machete, just kind of like let him walk around the woods. We just took some test shots. And what we wanted to do was, we, it was, it's always a different feeling when you watch it in person and then when you see it on camera. Yeah. So we wanted to actually, we wanted to go out there and film him, like, you know, the actor. And you see how he looked in the design. Um, and at the same time, we like, we were just testing out different movements. And, you know, we'd say, yeah, I don't know. I don't like the way this, this jacket's too light or this jacket's too dark or the hockey mask is too too small. Or it's head, you know, it took a long time to really gather what Jason designed that we that we wanted. And a lot of people don't know this as well, is that our Jason actually started off as the sackhead Jason. Oh, okay, wow, uh, cool. And, and was going to find, like, he was like, kind of like 2009 where he was going to find his hockey mask later, but the film, yeah, yeah. he was going to start off with his sackhead so we actually started off with the sackhead opposed to the hockey mask. We tried, we made our own little sackhead that you can actually see some pictures of that on the on the Voorhees page and on what paint pictures if anybody's interested. But so we actually started off with the sackhead. We tried different designs with that. We got this very like scarecrow kind of like Batman Begins kind of vibe. Oh, nice. That was like, was like ah, I don't know. And then you know we kind of just got rid of that and we moved on to the hockey mask. And like I said, it was just step by step. We were like. We, we went out there, it was like, okay, I don't like this. We went back to watching more of the films, taking more notes, um, watching other fan films as well. Like, you know, 
just seeing like what what they did good, what what, what did we like about theirs, or like you know, just it was a long process, and uh, finally uh, we just we you know we got a good makeup designer, a good costume designer, and they and they put together this really really fantastic costume, uh, and uh, and I think I think he looks great to us. Yeah, a lot of people don't put a lot of thought into it, but. Man, there's even just, there's a way that Jason walks. You know, if you go too fast, he's running. If you go too slow, he's a zombie, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't uh, want to be in your shoes on trying to figure out the way that he looks and the way that and the way that he walks. I'm sure it's just a pain in the ass, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it was, was time-consuming, but, it, you know, Jason is, is, this is what people want to see. So, it, it, uh, it was definitely worth the time that I think it's going to pay off. How long did it take to apply the makeup? Uh... It takes a little while. Um, the mask that we have is actually like a is, is like it's just like an underneath hood, so it just kind of puts that on, and then you know we apply the, the the Jason face underneath. That takes you know that can take anywhere between three to four hours, uh, depending on how how cold it is outside, uh, or how warm it is that day. Sometimes sometimes the makeup doesn't cooperate with the weather. Um, but the the the, ma the other hood mask is just a, is just an, you know you just kind of plops that on, then we put the makeup underneath, and then the hockey mask just simply just goes over top. Yeah, which from the pictures I've seen, man, he looks awesome. He really does. Yeah, he's definitely uh, he's definitely bringing his A game, and when uh, he's definitely imposing, and uh, he's he just uh, I, I is a it's funny because when we're out there, and he kind of keeps him, he kind of he kind of stays away from the actors. And he just kind of—you can just see him just building up, preparing to be. It's like his his pregame to become Jason is is terrifying. Oh, nice. I mean, he kind of he kind of sticks in a corner. He just kind of does his own little thing. And I and I'm not I'm not shitting you. Every single time he gets suited up, and you know, it takes about three or four of us to get him in full costume. So about four of us to get him in full costume, get the hood on. He's got to get down on two knees because he's so big. Yeah, so he actually has to get down on he has to get down on the on his knees for us to put the mask on him, and then and and every single time he gets down on his knees, and the last thing he put on is that hockey mask, and he just rises up in the air. I just get goosebumps. That's awesome. And he just looks he just looks that good. Yeah, and let's stick with the mask for a couple minutes here, man, because uh, with so many designs, were you inspired by any of the previous masks? Did you bring any over you know like over any battle damage from the other films? Yeah. um... That's something that you would have to really like pay close attention, like to like the really close angles. I think you can capture some of that stuff. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, our, our hockey match went through several different variations. We didn't want to like rip off too many people, but we didn't want to go too crazy with it. Um, but yeah, if you look really closely, I don't want to give anything away, but if you look really closely, you, you'll I think from the diehard fans, they'll pick up some old battle scars from from past films, and we also added some of our own little unique little scratches and cuts in there. Now, will we hear the iconic Jason Voorhees theme, or is there a lot of red tape that goes with that? Uh, I think that's another thing you just got to wait and find out. Oh, that's cool, man. Um, can you tell, tell us about the cinematography, then? Because visually, to you, what makes that Friday the 13th film? You know, what what kind of uh, palette are you going for? Are you going with the, the cold look? I mean, are you giving it a tint? I mean, what's your film going to look like in the end? Uh, believe it or not, um, I'm a big fan of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I took a lot of influence from that film because Borges has a very Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe, which I've said in, in past interviews as well. And some people are actually starting to catch on to that, which I think is kind of cool. Um, but the way I wanted to shoot this film, what, uh, I wanted it to be very, for those 
very like intense scenes that and like Evil Dead does a lot of this kind of stuff. We took a lot of influence from like Shine, The Shining, Evil Dead, and like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That we really wanted to make those sometimes those strange looking camera angles that you normally wouldn't see in a like a modern day like studio film. But I really, we really wanted to stand out with our camera angles. And I think when you see Jake, every time you see Jason on camera and, and when he's doing his thing, I mean, it's really terrifying these angles and it's from their perspective sometimes. And it's like blood is going everywhere. And we really wanted to give it that grindhouse look. And it has this very gritty look to it. Oh, cool. Uh, I think that fans are really going to really appreciate. You know, speaking of the fans, man, I've always said horror fans, man, are the coolest. What's your interaction been like with the fans of the series? Oh, man. They're phenomenal. I mean, these guys, these guys constantly put a smile on my face. I mean, they're so cool to talk to. And what I think is so cool is that they thank me every single time. Like, they'll shoot me a message and they'll say thank you just for even talking to me. You know, they'll say thank you for even talk, taking your time to talk to me. I'm like, that's not a problem. Thank you for even giving us this opportunity. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be doing this. So, I, in my opinion, they're thanking me when I should really be thanking them. You know what I mean? It's just like, it, it, it's just, we're, we're it's equally just like, we're, everyone's just thankful. And I love talking to these guys. I mean, we I, we were talking, we had a, we had a nice little dinner last night with the cast. We kind of like celebrated a little bit. And we had the cast and the crew out. We had a nice little dinner. And that was one thing that we were just talking about all night was just, we cannot believe on how our support, these guys are just right there with us, you know? And, one step of the way, every time, you know, every time we post something, every time we post a picture, or we make a shout out to them, they just, they eat it up and they love it. And, and the response is just always just, it's just phenomenal. And again, if it wasn't for these guys, you know, I wouldn't be talking to you right now either. You know, it's just like, these guys are just absolutely just phenomenal. And, you know, we're truly blessed to have these guys. That's awesome, man. And in closing here, man, is there anything I haven't brought up that you want our listeners to know about your film? That's awesome. Did you want to drop the name of your production company? Yeah, you can, um, you know, the we are distributed under Web Paint Pictures. And uh, if anybody wants to follow the film, if you're not already, you can find us. Uh, we have the group page on Borghese uh, on Facebook. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram uh, on Web Paint Pictures. Um, and there's actually a Snapchat that's uh, obviously not really active right now because we're not filming. But uh, we will we'll drop a Snapchat uh, link when we go back to shooting. So people can actually see some behind the scenes like live on snapchat while we're shooting we have a uh, we have some separate people who go out of their way to take some behind the scenes photos while we're shooting so uh, i'll have a snapchat thing up soon but yeah uh boy group page on facebook and uh web paint pictures on instagram awesome and what's next man uh you know i i honestly don't know what the future holds you know ever since we've been doing this fans are constantly contacting us like do a texas chainsaw do a halloween do a nightmare so, like, <laughs> yeah Awesome, Cody. I can't wait to see it, and man, I wish you the best, so thank you very much for your time. Hey, thank you 
man. I appreciate you having me. No, no problem. And to all our listeners, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com. We're on Instagram. We're pretty much all over the place. So come check us out. So until next time, my good people, peace out. Yeah.